chapter 32, verses 22 to 31. Returning home to the home he had fled after stealing his brother's birthright and his father's blessing, Jacob wrestles all night long with an adversary who ultimately blesses him and changes his name to Israel, a name that means he wrestles with God. Here's the reading. <coughs> Excuse me. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Oh, imagine with me, if you will that you have just had one of those days. Your mother, who refuses to leave her home even though she really can't take care of herself anymore, has fallen for another financial scam. You had to cancel and reopen all of her credit cards again. Her embarrassment makes her short with you, and this time she actually even told you that if this never would have happened if your sister had been in charge of her finances instead of you. Your sister. Every time the two of you get together, you arm yourself with deep breathing techniques, vows to take the high road, strict orders to yourself not to take anything personally, but she just knows how to push every single one of your buttons. And the last time you were together, dinner devolved into a shouting match over who you were each gonna vote for in the next general election. Meanwhile, now it's 8 p.m. The house is a disaster. Your 15-year-old is refusing to speak to you. Your husband is still not home from what was supposed to be a short day at work. And when you open his computer to check his schedule, you find things in his internet history that he probably meant to clear and definitely never intended for you to see. Tomorrow is supposed to be your annual fall colors photo shoot with your family. You can already imagine the Facebook comments, OMG, you have such a perfect family. You are so blessed. And as you think about standing up there with your family in these carefully choreographed poses in your matching autumn outfits, being told to smile, 
Something inside of you just snaps. You want to scream or smash something or just run and run and run until you have left it all behind. So you leave the dishes in the sink and using every ounce of restraint you possess not to slam the door behind you, you head out into the night. As soon as your feet hit the pavement, the tears start to come. And soon you find yourself in the back corner of the block, sobbing your heart out to the night sky. You feel totally alone, totally overwhelmed, like this pain is never going to go away, asking how on earth God can let these things happen. But there's no answer that comes, no light except the stars, no sound except your own ragged breathing. So you've had one of those days. But Jacob, his whole life has been like that. Admittedly, most of the things Jacob brings upon himself Jacob has a father-in-law who has used these tricky raw deals to cheat him out of time and labor and money, and Jacob has cheated his father-in-law right back. He has two wives, sisters, who have fought him and each other bitterly for the chance to share his bed to gain the chance uh, at raising the all-prized sons. He has 11 kids, so that's got to be a lot to handle. But most of all, Jacob has a twin brother, Esau, who he has not spoken to in years. Jacob and Esau came out of the womb already fighting, and things only got worse as they got older. Now Jacob, Jacob is the more cunning and the more cruel of the two. And so he figures out how to cheat Esau out of first is his inheritance as the firstborn son, and then how to cheat him out of their father's deathbed blessing. And finally, when Esau finds this out, Jacob has to flee for his life before his brother's wrath, and he has not seen his family or his homeland since. So now it's decades later, and um, from the urging of God and Perhaps Jacob's own long dormant conscience, Jacob is finally going to go set things right. So he is headed back to his homeland. He's already sent wave after wave of servants ahead of them bearing gifts to try and soften his brother up when he hears that his brother Esau has gotten together an army of 400 men to meet him. This is not a promising start to their reunion. So it's the night before he's going to reunite with the brother that he wronged so long ago. All the rest of the family has gone to bed, but Jacob can't sleep. Maybe something inside of him just snapped. Maybe he wanted to scream or smash stuff or run and run and run until he had left all of this behind. 
But somehow, using all the restraint he possesses not to lose it in front of his family, he wakes them all up in the middle of the night and sends them out ahead of, them, ahead of him. And as the sounds of their footsteps finally start to fade away, and Jacob is left all alone, maybe that is when the tears start to come. Tears of fear and frustration as he stares up into the night sky Maybe he felt totally alone, totally overwhelmed, like this feud with his family is never going to end. Maybe he wondered how on earth he ever could have let things get so bad. But there's no answer that comes. No light except the stars. No sound except his own ragged breathing. And so through the night, Jacob wrestles with his failures and his fears and with a mysterious being that turns out later to be God. It's really a bummer that these centuries-old stories just aren't relevant to our lives anymore, isn't it? Those nights happen to all of us, I think. They definitely happen to me. Being a Christian is no guarantee that we won't struggle or won't suffer. Maybe the opposite, actually, do you think? We do follow a God on a cross, after all. But the beautiful thing about the story of Jacob and the story of Jesus is that it reminds us God doesn't protect us from suffering. But when we do suffer, God does promise us these three things. We will not suffer alone. We will not suffer forever. And we will not suffer in vain. Because more than anything, it's those long, dark nights that God uses to redeem us and refine us and make us new, to bless us in a big big way. Hear God's promises to you. You will not suffer alone. You will not suffer forever. And you will not suffer in vain. Those nights do happen and they are real and they are hard and they may leave you walking with a limp but they will not last forever. Morning will come And in the meantime, God is going to hold you tight and never, ever let you go. So the struggle is more than just real. The struggle is holy because God is going to use it to bless you and then God is going to use you to bless this world. So after like 20 or 30 minutes on the street corner you are finally all cried out. You're tired and a little bit shaken, but somehow you also feel oddly at peace. As you head back to the house, you see that the porch light is on, and through the window, you can see your husband is home, and he's finishing the dishes that you left in the sink. And so maybe... Just maybe, 
when you talk to him about what you found, maybe you'll be able to listen as well as speak. And maybe, just maybe, your next conversation with your sister will be about how to get mom the help she needs and politics won't even come up. Maybe, just maybe, your lovely 15-year-old will finally emerge from his room and maybe even one day he'll be calling you from his first week of college to say, he kind of misses you a little bit, I guess. And maybe the photo shoot tomorrow won't be that bad and maybe, just maybe, when you see that Facebook photo comment, even though you will know that your family is far from perfect, maybe you will believe them when they say, you are so blessed. Amen.